Good evening, good evening, good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Jay with Anointed Radio. And like always, we're going to start off with a scripture and with a prayer. And the scripture we're coming out of is Hebrews 11 and 1. And it says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. That's an action. Faith is an action. When you're going through hard times, you got to have your faith that the things that you know God promised you is going to come to pass. That no matter what people say, no matter what the doctors say, no matter what all these naysayers say, that the vision that God gave you, that he will supply it and provide all your needs, no matter what going on. Amen. Amen. Dear Father God, we just thank you, God. God, just bless this interview, God. God, bless everybody under the sound of my voice. Let something be said tonight that somebody can be able to have a new revelation. Let a seed be planted where somebody can be able to say, what can I do to be saved? God, let it expand the territory of Anointed Radio so that we can be able to bring wisdom and in, in, insight and wisdom, God. God, we just thank you for bringing us to this Wednesday, God, that no matter what happened and who didn't make it, you made sure that we made it, God. So we just thank you. God, we ask you right now to touch everybody on the sound of my voice listening now and on the podcast to be able to be blessed from the top of their head to the sole of their feet, that they can be have healing, that the things that they ask for will come to pass and that they can be able to mend relationships Get a heart that's softened so they can even start to forgive, so they can start living on and living in the now. God, we thank you. We glorify you for giving us that second chance in that new grace and mercy every morning, God. No matter how much we're not worthy, God, you still love us the same. God, we just want to say thank you. We love you. We glorify you. We give you all that in Jesus' precious name. Amen, 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 amen This is Pastor Jay, and like always, I got something to say You can follow me at all social media platforms At Anointed Jaylon on Instagram and Twitter um, I believe Clubhouse as well And you can follow me on uh, Facebook at Jay Calhoun And make sure you go follow, uh, not follow, but go follow my other co-host I'm going to just go there um, Chris Johnson at Sing Chris J um, Dr. Marvinetta Clay um, everybody's favorite auntie here in Las Vegas, the girl Kasang. She got some music coming. Um, Dr. Marvinetta Clay with, um, I believe her love, her handles are um, at Clay Marvinetta, or you could go to her website at drmarvinettaclay.com. And make sure you get Chiquita Andrews at um, Chiquita Andrews or Gorgeous Chiquita or something like that. I believe I said that right. And her book that she just came out with with is called um, the Unbroken. Train to be broken, but stay unbroken. Hey, I got it this time. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. And um, make sure you go follow. Um, there's some amazing co-hosts with amazing music. Um, Dr. Marvin Netta Clay is coming out with a new song, um, Fly Away. And she has So Good that you can download now. you got Chris Johnson with Chasing After You. And then myself with Renew My Praise. Jesus, you make me happy and wake up blessed. Go ahead and check those out and add that to your playlist. And while we're doing it for a good DW, make sure you share, like, and subscribe on all the platforms while you're watching. Tag somebody. It's going to be a great interview. This is our Coming to America edition interview. You see us in our African attire. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You, you feel me? So, um Make sure you follow Anointed Radio on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, all that good stuff and all that good jazz. DW? Um, it is your boy, DW. You can follow me at the DW Experience 
on Instagram, on Facebook, and on YouTube. Um, my show is every Monday at 7 p.m. And I'm just gonna be quiet because I am looking forward to our guest tonight. We have the legend, Lunell, tonight. So listen, it does not cost anything to share the love, share with your friends. Um, I know somebody else besides me loves Lunell. Uh, so tag all your friends and let them know it is going down tonight. And any questions, just share them in the chat. Amen, amen. And while we're speaking about the great Lunell, we're going to go ahead and bring her to the stage. Everybody, welcome, Miss Lunell, everybody. <laughs> Hi, hello, hello, hello. Praise the Lord. Praise amen. the Lord. Praise so the Lord. Where can everybody find you on your social media platforms, your websites, and all that good love, uh, all those good handles? Well, my Instagram handle is at Lunell, L U E N E L L. Enter at your own risk. And then my Facebook, I have two, uh, Lunell Campbell, my personal one, which I think that's been maxed out for years. And then the official Lunell is my my uh, Facebook uh, page that's not maxed out. And my website for like merchandise and clips and information, booking info and stuff is heylunell.com. Let me spell that for everybody, even though it's probably here on the screen. You'd be surprised. There it is. But you'd be surprised who still will miss misspell the, the name, even though it's right here. It's just hey Lunell, H E Y L U E N E L L dot dot com. So there you go. Amen. So we're gonna go ahead and start off with the icebreaker question, a Pastor J icebreaker question. And the icebreaker question is this. What is your who is your favorite football team? Uh, I gotta say Raiders, but definitely back when it was Oakland Raiders. You know, I'm really hurt by the other, you know, by them taking them out of Oakland. I've been hurt ever since they left Oakland. But Raider Nation, I gotta say Raiders. Vegas okay. is your second home, technically. Yeah, yes, technically it is. <laughs> Well, it's Raiders regardless. My brother-in-law was saying the same thing. He was like, well, it's not Oakland no more. So he was, you know, sad about it. But they still represent. I know I'm excited that they came out here because we could still represent in the black hole and show who has the best team. Hey, well, we're going to see. We're going to see. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. Right. So going out, going to the first question, the first question is this. You have been in the industry for so long. What has grounded you? Um, to be able to handle the industry plus your personal life? Oh, because I don't have the money to get a big head. <laughs> I, I, I think that the big head and the ego and all that comes with those oodles and oodles of money. You know, mo money is truly the root of all evil. And there's only so much money that you need to live well. Then after that, you are living a little bit into another another genre, you know, which you can live well there, but, and I don't say that I don't want to live better, but I don't need 110 rooms in my mansion. You know what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. a bit excessive. You give me a nice five bedroom and if I'm really balling, give me a six bedroom and you don't have to hear from me no more, I'm good. So I think that just being still in the community with regular folks, and getting my meat at the butcher and uh, knowing the lady at the cleaners and all that kind of stuff keeps me grounded because I'm just, um, you know, 
in the community. And plus I have seven brothers and sisters and they're not with any of that nonsense. They're just, you know, they don't, they, they support me, but they don't care. You know what I mean? So right. I don't get surrounded by a bunch of yes people or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not I, think, I think that was something powerful. What you just said, being around yes people, we've interviewed a lot of people and that's one thing that, a lot of people in the industry have said about watching out for the people that's just yes, 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 and not being able to tell you no, because it doesn't keep you authentic to who you are. And it doesn't hold you accountable, especially because- people who have yes people around them. That's what they want. Mm. They want yes people around them. And then the people who don't have that, that's what they want. You know, you don't have to be careful about the yes people around you, because if you have yes people around you, you put them there. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So as as a comedian being in, in the industry for so long, what would you tell an upcoming comedian that's now huh, with the pandemic and there's not many places where they can actually show their, their talent in, in being a comedian? What would you tell them as encouraging words while coming up in the ranks? Well, I'm not very encouraging. <laughs> they call me the dream killer. Because if you need pats on the back and you need encouragement and you need to be egged on, this is not the job for you. You mm -hmm. have to know in your soul that this is what's meant for you. Because there's a lot of people that are comedians, but the great comedians, it's in you. It's nothing you can learn or be taught or anything like that. It's in you. That don't mean you were a class clown or anything like that. It's just a, something that's in you that makes you different than everybody else. And I would tell, the stand-ups are people who want to do stand-up because being a content creator on the internet is not being a stand-up comedian in front of people. It's not the same. And you may have millions of followers and be very popular on the internet, but you can't really take that and put that on stage. It's a different animal. So I would say while you don't have a chance to go out, I would say write your ideas down or record them or whatever you want to do and study. Watch some comedians that came before you. See what worked for you and what didn't work for you and see how the crowd reacted to them and you know how they stand and how they move and just do study like you do anything else. If you want to be a great basketball player, you watch tapes. If you want to be a great golfer, you study previous golfers. You need to do the same thing in comedy. That's just my opinion, though. You can do whatever you want to. Amen. DW, I know you got one. Yeah, well, I, I just wanted to ask you as we're talking about it, there was a period where you were very vocal about uh, the content creators and, and the quote unquote comedians um, who were coming up on, on the internet a different way. Has your view of them changed over the years or do you kind of still see that difference between uh, internet comedian and those who have come up uh, the traditional way as a comedian? Well, my views of them have changed because I realized the work that it takes for them to create all this material. It's a full-time job, you know, if you want to do it right and make the money that they can make uh, off of doing this internet stuff. I think though that they need to be recategorized though as comedic actors, because mm -hmm. what they're doing is acting, they're not really doing stand-up. And as I said previously, there is a difference to me between a internet comedic actor and a stand-up comedian. Some people are able to do them both. Most people do one better than the other. 
Okay. That's good. Also, what I, I do want to know, I want to say, first of all, congratulations on, on all of your success, especially coming to America. I'll we are wearing that. I'll so, on that one. I, I got my African, we got our African garb on. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. I appreciate the uh, Afro chic wear. I appreciate that. We got what. What I want to know. Um, you talk about Dream Killer being being very straight to the point. Um, I got to see Coming to America, but before I did see the movie, um, there were a lot of different critiques about the movie, some of which I saw you acknowledge. And it's like, it's whatever, because you're still getting paid. The movie was the number one movie for opening weekend in all time of Amazon. My question for you though is, why do you think we're so critical? I, I wanna say, why do you think black people are so critical? But why do you think we're so critical in this particular time? Like coming to America, when I watched it, the sequel, um, I went into it because I had read so much critiques about the movie. It's like I was looking for something, you know, something not funny or something to happen. And when I watched the end of the movie, I was like, this is a good movie, you know, but I've also noticed it with, with other movies also. Why do you think at this particular time we're so critical? Well, number one, I want to clarify that I did not scoff on the critiques and say, because I'm getting paid anyway, because I would have done this movie for free, mm. first of all. Mm -hmm. And whether I get a dime, which I will, <laughs> well, or not, uh, makes no difference to me because it's the experience that I had that you cannot pay for. I will probably never, I mean, I don't say never, but it's going to be probably a long time before I get another Black-based film that makes me feel this good every single day when I go to work. Mm. I think that the critiques were out of fear that people thought it was going to be a flop, for one. I also think that the critiques came from people who are not in it, a little jelly, number two. And I also think that um, people uh, criticized it before seeing it because people just like to talk trash. It's an American pastime now. It's not like before. It's, it's the thing that people like to do, like to talk trash, and we trash ourselves. And but the thing that, that kills me is that, first of all, nobody affiliated with this film, from the caterers, to the grips, to the cameramen, to the wardrobe, to the actors, to the directors, to the lighting guys, to the sound guys, nobody affiliated with this film cares what anybody has to say. We mm -hmm. don't care because we had such an amazing time. It was such a beautiful experience. It was so legend filmed on the Tyler Perry studio with all these black legend sound stages surrounding you. And, uh, you know, it was uh, nothing to criticize for me. You know, um, I can't, I, I, and, and people say, well, you're in it. You wouldn't criticize it. Well, I did. I got the hookup too, as well. And I know, you know, the difference between the two films. And I might have criticized that film, you know, a little bit just because it was just nonsense film and I did it and it was still fun or whatever. But this film has heart, it has meaning, it's a female empowerment film, it's about family, it's about love, it's about so many other things. Plus it's nostalgic with um, cutting into the old film 
and sewing the stories together. And who didn't want to see Gladys Knight? And who didn't right. want to see In Vogue? So anybody that's got anything to say about it, they can keep it to themselves or they can spend all day long on the internet talking that trash as I uh, enjoy the perks of being in the blockbuster film that everybody's been waiting for for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. T Tiana Taylor could have been a little more in shape. That's my only critique. <laughs> yeah, she's really let herself go. Yeah, she's really let herself go. Let herself go. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't. I, I'm not gonna use any profanity on this show. But when I did see her, uh, the first two words out my mouth rhymed with. I can't even say. It was just like. Mm, 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 mm. She looked amazing, but so did everybody. Everybody. And his children in the movie, that beautiful Mika, his real life daughter, Bella. My daughter was one of the dancers with Tiana with the flutes and stuff like that. So I had a child in the film as well. We don't care. We don't care what nobody got to say. Okay, nobody ran on our parade. Nobody can bring down our high. We're gonna feel like this for quite a long time. I'm very, very proud of this film. I'm proud to be friends with John Amos. I'm proud to be friends with Arsenio Hall and Wesley Snipes. I'm proud to be able to call Shari Headley on the phone to Vanessa Bell Calloway. I don't know what nobody else got to say. And I do not, let me repeat, I do not care at all. And the movie was iconic. You had so many people. And I, I've defended this movie multiple times because I said, where did you ever see a sequel where they brought everybody that was living back? Where have you ever seen a living being the key word? How could you do a movie 33 years later and everybody's not only able to come back, but looks good. Looks, looks right. good too. Looks good. You know, Eddie didn't get obese. Arsenio didn't get obese. They look the same. This is a God ordained project. And right. that is what I do know. And so anybody who has eyes, let them see. Anybody who has ears, let them hear. God had his hand all over this project. And I don't care what nobody got to say about it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it's great because you guys got to have your children experience. I think that's that lightens my heart to be able to one day think my child and I could be on the same project. Like, that's dope. You know, you I had your know. daughter, Eddie Murphy had his daughter, and you get to pass down the the legacy of yes. being able to show, you know, mama did this, and you got to see all the times where mama was on TV. Now you get to see the full experience. Yeah, my daughter's children will watch this and see her when she was young and, and her grandmother. You know, this isn't just an American movie. There were so many legitimate South African stars in this film. The dancer, Nzamo. Mabata and uh, the guy who sang at the end before Randy Watson, those are legitimate African stars, big stars that you guys are just beginning to know about. So all the people over there, they're, they're vested in the movie already. Like it's a miraculous film. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care what anybody says either. You, I'm sold. What I do want to ask you also, I have been watching you since I was a wee young lad when I wasn't allowed to watch um, explicit comedy, um, but thank you to my parents and uncles and aunts who did not pay attention to us and allowed us to watch whatever we want on television. <laughs> 
What I want to know is you said God had his hand and, and even the movie was ordained. Um, but I want to talk about your life because I wonder, do you feel like you're living in a fairy tale right now? Like with your longevity, like I, every time I see you, you're working. You're never not working. And even during the pandemic, um, you came up with this amazing hit YouTube series, Hey Lunell. Um, you've been able to transfer your work over to the internet. Um, and you see a lot of comedi comedians that, that slow down or, or as they mature, they're, they're not working as much. What do you attribute to your longevity? And do you feel like you're, you're living in this dream right now, coming to America, Dolomite, um, Borat, um, the Las Vegas uh, comedy run, like how, what do you say about that? How do you attribute to having such longevity? Well, I, I, the, the coming to America experience is a dream for sure, for sure. But I don't feel like I'm living in a dream any other time because this is exactly what the Lord showed me that I was to do with my life at a very young age, doing theater and, and being in the choir and performing in front of people and not having stage fright and wanting to be heard and demanding to be seen. And I never wanted to do anything else. And that's what I've done. And I've been laser focused and the Lord helps those who help themselves. So I've taken the steps and I've done the training to be where I'm at. I didn't just jump off Instagram and get in movies, no shade, maybe a little bit. But I'm just saying that, um, you know, uh, I worked to be where I'm at. I studied to be where I'm at. I trained to be where I'm at and I'm trained like a horse. You know, if you like to sleep late and sleep in, this is not the business for you. If you like to, uh, if you don't want to miss your mom's birthday and, and, and Mother's Day and stuff, this is not the business for you. If you if you have decide to have children and you don't want to miss any of their birthdays or anything at school, this is not the business for you because you will miss all of that. And then some relationships dissolve over what it is that I do every day. But, you know, I'm willing to take that risk. And that has happened. And so and I'm still alive. So I, my 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 work ethic comes from the sheer fact that this is what I want to do, and what I think I'm good at doing. And um, as far as explicit comedy, you know, I never did Def Jam in my life. I never got picked to do Def Jam. See, that's crazy. I never did Def Jam. I was a Comic View girl, and you were not allowed to be explicit on Comic View. That's where people get things mixed up. Comic View was a PG comedy show. We got risky. We, we we straddled the line, but we didn't cuss like people did on Def Jam. And I never did Def Jam, but I did Comic View about nine series, nine years in a row, maybe seasons in a row. Next. <laughs> I know, you know, all this stuff, but you know, a lot of people, and even though I knew that, just with your brand of comedy, I automatically just assumed that, you know, just, you were on Def Jam, so just Never, to even not once learn something new. Wow. Yeah. So I have to ask this. So you let's talk about you've done PG. So let's talk about your your Christian clean show. Um, there you go. I I have a on my website on halunell.com, Aside from popular belief, you know. I have a clean Christian comedy DVD, 
It's a little old, but it's very, 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 very funny. I have three other comedians on here. We produced it ourselves. It was recorded at the church, you know, downstairs where the repast be at. And um, this was funny, funny. It was a great audience, a nice summer day, you know, and um, I do do clean comedy. I haven't been booked for as many churches as I would like to. Because a church audience is a great audience, but people scared, they're scared that I'm not a professional and I will slip, but I don't slip, you know? It's just the same button that you turn on when you get around your elders or when you get around the pastor. You know when to cuss and when to not cuss. And right. it's not a struggle, it's an automatic thing. We was raised that way. So this mm -hmm. DVD right here is called Let the Church Say Rolling on the Floor. And um, it is uh, for sale at heylunell.com. Or you can, th this is a DVD. I have naughty CDs it's on iTunes and stuff. But this is a DVD, which means you can watch it. Don't go home and put this in the CD player and then get on Facebook talking about, I bought that thing from Lunell. It don't even work. This is a DVD. You watch this with your friends or your family or during the holidays or after dinner or whatever you want to do. HeyLunell.com. Let, let the church say rolling on the floor. That's right. I got on the church dress. Can you see it? I see the church dress. Not it, it's it's cleavage friendly. The the missionaries and evangelists would approve. Well, you know, I, I, the, the bosom is can, can be a beautiful thing. You know, when when you showcase it properly. Amen. Right, my soul in the bosom of Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever thought about bringing it back on the road, Re bringing in some new comics as do um, Christian clean uh, comedy and uh, going and doing from church to church? Because I know a lot of churches after this whole pandemic goes away will love for you to come. Well, no, I've never considered going on a church tour, as it were, but I certainly am available to be hired by churches, uh, you know, uh, uh, when when the time is right, if, if that's what, what, what people want, you know. I don't have any problem coming to do, I got, I got tons of church material, honey. I went from the, I went from the Methodist church to the Baptist church to the Church of God in Christ. You think I don't have no material? <laughs> I just want to be at one pastor's anniversary, and I think I'll be good for life. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Not the old pastor's anniversary. But we are taking two collections, you know. Two collections. And one for the building fund, because we got to get that building fund built. Yes. Yeah. And don't, don't forget the auxiliaries have to make their yearly contribution. <laughs> pastor, on behalf I'm of the like, mother's board. I'm gonna let the lady who read re, read the uh, uh, the the, uh, the bulletin yes. make that. Yeah, the church announcements make that make that call. <laughs> I just want to know: um, Have you ever felt pressure to change? You've always been yourself uh, from from the time I remember watching you. You've never conformed or or felt the need to say go clean or change up your style because an agent or somebody said, this is what you should do. Why have you never felt the pressure to change? Oh, probably because I can't. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. See, if I got hired to do a church, I would do the church. I don't have a, a pressure to change because I, I'm a professional, so I can do that. You know, I've done comedy at the Jewish Community Center. Mm. Okay? 
That was challenging, but I did it and I killed it. I don't do, the only thing I refuse to do is colleges because I'm an agent and I don't have nothing to say to them little kids. You know, the, 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 the things I talk about is for adults. Everything in the world is geared toward the youth right now. So I want to be the cheerleader for the people my age and up. They need a cheer, cheerleader too. They need somebody uh, that's, that's agreeing with them and knows what I'm talking about, you know. I don't want to talk about uh, Lil Boosie or what's going on with him. I want to talk about the stylistics and what's going on with them, you know. So, so with that, with looking at the young people, young people coming up in comedy, who is someone that you look at and be like, wow, he really or she got some real good talent? That's a comedian coming up now that's in the new generation. You know, I'd rather not say because the heads of comedians get so big. And of one endorsement from me, and you know, they take this clip and put it on their Instagram and <laughs> Linnell and you Linnell said so. I'd rather not say on the air who I like, but I do like some people. And um, the problem is that I don't, uh, I can't compare a lot of the people that I like that I see on social media. I have not been able to see them on stage, and mm -hmm. I can't really say that I like you until I see what you do on stage. Just because you crack me up when I'm scrolling through the phone uh, in my bed doesn't mean that if I go out and pay $35 and sit in the second row that I'm gonna be entertained and I need to know that. So I have to do a little bit more research on some of them to see what they really do on stage. Well, if I may ask a broader question, where do you see comedy going for, for women in, in the future as, as a, uh, a pioneer of, of comedy as a woman? Where do you see comedy going for women 2021 and further on. I feel like comedy is in a good place for women right now because we can create our own content. More of projects are uh, accepting of female directors now and female uh, writers in the writers' room and female, um, you know, content creators. And we can do our own thing. You can shoot your own movies. You can make your own. TV shows, you don't have to wait and beg and grovel and scrap for somebody to give you a chance no more. You can create your own chance. And now that we've had, we got a black woman from the Bay in the White House, you know, we done got this uh, racist out of the White House and more women are being appointed to, you know, Congress and the Senate and in City Hall and the City Council and all that kind of stuff. And you got people like Issa Rae who has started their own business and shown you Way and they're doing master classes on Instagram, and Shonda Rhimes is doing master classes on Instagram, and there's more uh, uh, opportunity for knowledge from one sister to a, another sister now for those who want it. So I, I, I think like it's it's opening up, and it may be a great time. You know, about another year, we ought to be doing some damage. We got to get more women on on these boards and things like that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I had negative four press that doesn't have any African-Americans on it. Not one black person on that team, not a one. Not a one, man. Just not one, I can't do the accent. Not a one. <laughs> well, I wanna ask this, um, speaking of a great show that is directed by a woman, Power. Um, how was that experience being on Power 
And how did you come upon getting that um, that role? Because I was juiced to see you with power. I was like, oh my god! And then you play, you know, you play what's face. Master, what you doing watching Power? <laughs> now you just done told on yourself. I'll be watching no, Power. It's, be- it's a good, it's a good show. I audition just like anybody else, and um, there's nothing like shooting on location. You know, shooting in the sound stage is great. But shooting on location is super fun, especially in a place like New York or Brooklyn like that. It just gets you in the vibe of what's going on in the scene, you know? Because mm-hmm. you can create the vibe in the soundstage or you can be in the vibe. Like if you're going to shoot something in Brooklyn, it really gives you the feel if you're actually in Brooklyn. So it was great to shoot that. I also shot the last OG Tracy Morgan show in New York as well. And that was a whole vibe too. So. It was great to do that. And I got to meet Mary J. Blige. Real love. She's awesome. She is. That was the last concert actually I saw in Vegas was a Mary J. Blige concert. Oh. Man, she got the spirit about four times, but nobody wanted to call it that. She was, man. She has a lot of inner stuff to release. And she releases it to us. And we'd be so glad. It's a shame, you know, we were so glad when Mary broke up with that loser. We said, oh, we're going to get good old miserable Mary back again. But miserable <laughs> Mary makes the good music. Sorry. Not sorry. That's no, it's true. Sorry. Miserable it's true. Mary, she turns out the hits. I, I was waiting on the release date. As soon as she broke up with him, just tell me when the music Where's is going to be released. On, Where's the new album? So I can buy my communion juice. Communion juice, and I can sit and take communion to that album. Oh uh, well, she brought it to you. She she did it. Yeah, she she did a great yeah, job. She did it. She did it. And one thing I could say is, being in the industry, when when you were going in the industry <clears throat> to find your your lane, like what took. What, what steps did you take to really develop you? Because a lot of people still don't know who they are. A lot of people still don't know their lane. A lot of people kind of go all over the place. So what was the steps that really took for you to be like, you know what, this is my lane. I got the acting. I could, you know, I, I, I got the, I got the stand up. I have all this and I know this is for me and I'm going to stick in that lane. So what was the steps for you to be really to hone onto your skills? I don't know. I was just wild. I was just wild and had a reckless mouth and I had a, a opinions about everything. And I just, I never, I mean, you know, cause I feel like I am in a lane of my own with being triple thread. We're doing film, television and stand up, And uh, everybody doesn't transition from one to the other as easily as they may think. Right. You know, my bachelor of arts degree in English does not hurt with my reading and comprehension when it comes to scripts and things like that. Because one thing about being a content creator is you're used to saying what you want to say. But when you're going to go into acting, now you have to say what somebody else wrote you to say. And you have to memorize that. You have to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. You know, you have to be able to move and do the movements, the blocking, and remember the lines and all that, that kind of stuff. And as far as my mouth goes, it's been reckless for a long time because I grew up in a cussing household. And everything I learned how to do, I learned in the house, not out in the streets, 
Right. So I just was always me, and I really didn't care if anybody liked it. I care now whether people like it because nobody wants to work with a jerk. I had to find that out the hard way. But um, uh, I I just have just been myself, and um, I when, guess when were you, when, own, you know? When were you a jerk? I can't imagine you you being a jerk. What what was that experience like? What'd you learn from it? Well, he's from Richmond and I'm from Oakland. So he can tell you that, you know, I did a lot of my jerk jerk activities in the Bay Area. I, I didn't stay a jerk very long once I got out here. I was, but I didn't stay that way. But I, all my activity in Oakland was very jerk-like, you know, in Joyce's Locker and, and uh, Sweet Jimmy's and uh, Jeffrey's Inner Circle and all those places. He know about Pastor ain't shaking his head, but he wasn't always. <laughs> so, so the crazy thing is that my dad worked at Sweet Jimmy's. There Sweet you go. Job. So yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know you do. <laughs> I might have seen you in there one night. <laughs> Amen. My, 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 well, I'll just, my last question, I, I, this is just a corny question, but I love your comedy. Do you have a favorite joke? Do you have a favorite joke you've written? I know my favorite joke of yours, but do you have a favorite joke? Well, I don't really tell jokes. I do bits. That's the the, the term, the phrasing that we use. I tell little little stories and vignettes. I'm more like Bill Cosby and Richard Pryor, and I'm a storyteller. I don't really tell jokes, so I don't have a favorite joke. Um, a favorite bit? But what's your favorite bit? No, what's yours? My my favorite bit. <laughs> If you meet a girl oh. and her hair is, you already know where I'm going with it. Yeah, it never you know, that, they've been doing that on TikTok. They've been doing that. They've been doing yeah. that on TikTok, taking my bit and putting and, and mouthing it. Uh, it yeah, great. I think that's amazing. It's researched, and as many times as I hear that joke, I can watch it over. It's like watching the color purple or watching coming. Like you can watch it over and over again and still have the same visceral reaction to the punchline. Like, I don't know what the punchline is going to be. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's a fact, though. That's what makes it funny is that it's all true. <laughs> that bit is true. You know? If you meet a woman and she looks perfect, honey, ooh. <laughs> Her hair is perfect. Her makeup is perfect. Yeah, you better do like this. <laughs> you know, it might be something else that ain't per something else perfect too. You know, she might be better for Malik Yoba. Oh, I'm sorry. Stop. I'm sorry. Stop. I'm so sorry. Amen. We're gonna change that real quick. I'm sorry. Oh, amen. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. All right. So, wow. I'm so it. sorry. Amen. So I gotta get back. All right. Get back. So the next the, the <laughs> next question I, I want to ask on this is this. Um, are you thinking about any projects with you doing your own film? Now that everything is now able, accessible, you could do your own film, you could do your own content, especially like how you did with social media and, and with your YouTube. Have you ever thought about doing your own film? Well, yeah, I thought about that, but you know, it's baby steps. Like I want to uh, shoot a pilot because I'm trying to be the next black female in late night. I think that they've had a lot of 
Well, they've had a handful of sisters do late night, but they haven't had the right sister do it. I feel like I'm the right one. So I think that we're gonna be shooting something to um, uh, demonstrate that soon. Also, I, you know, we have a script that we've written for me for regular television, and we're gonna be shopping that soon. There's some in gentlemen interested in doing a documentary on me, and they've already started the steps to do that, and so we're working on that. And um, I uh, am writing a special that we don't know where it's gonna be shot or anything like that yet, but if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So I'm writing this yeah. special uh, for whoever wants to buy it. Uh, and then um, I also have some stuff coming up on Comedy Central, and um, I'm in a new uh, episode of Jamie Foxx's new show, Dad, stop embarrassing me. That's gonna be coming on Netflix very soon, I think in April. And then of course, I um, i don't know if you know anything about this pastor, but I continue to be a Savage X Fenty lingerie model for Rihanna. And that- I'm gonna bring that up. I'm gonna bring that up. Don't, don't you dare. You, you, you give people, you know, I was like, go ahead, Lunell, because if she could do it. <laughs> wait, wait, her whole body language changed just now, though. She got real. <laughs> I was just, I was proud. I was like, because, you know, being in, in, in a model, because now you're considered a model. Yes, I'm a model. It's it's a beautiful thing because everybody don't look like the models that you see in in the um on, on the TV and on the shows. And I'm just like you know, can give us a chance, normal, normal looking people. I, so I applaud you because it opened, there's a lot of people out there that don't have that body type. And then they saw you and was proud. Like, I got a lot of support. I got a lot of support for women for doing it. And you know, it's, I'm not doing it for a uh, rainbow. You know, this is uh, Rihanna, you know what I'm right. saying? And yeah. so that adds a level of professionalism and class to it. And I really am trying to show off the garment and hide my fat rolls at the same time. So, you know, it's just a job. And it, it really pushed me to the um, uh, limits of my comfortability, you know. But I figured, you know, you wrote this check, Lunell, you got to cash it literally with your behind, you know. And um, uh, I, I have to post twice a month and I get paid very well to do that. And I let other big girls out there know that you, yes, do not have to look like uh, Twiggy to be attractive in lingerie, whether you got a man or not, you can wear it for yourself. You know, everybody like to listen, listen to Kevin Nash, the Quiet Storm DJ at night. They might want to slip in a little something, get a box of wine, whatever. <laughs> box of wine. Even for the Saints, you know, First Lady yeah. might want to get her a little Savage Fenty. That's right. That's right. You don't you know, know nobody got on up under them choir robes, no way. So, you know. If you, you feel know. good, you sang good. If you sang good, you do good. So uh. yeah, we know a lot of folks was feeling good and singing back in the day. Wow. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay. You know, and I have to say this because this was my favorite role of you. You, you, and they transitioned straight into your your lives and your YouTube when you played the mom on school. Dance. That was me. That, 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 was, that's me. That, that, that movie. That's real me. That movie was really 
hilarious. And it was oh. my favorite of yours because it was so authentic. It was just like, that's like, I could see that as my auntie. I could see my mama. You know, you, it, it, you really captured that role. And yeah, it wasn't a stretch. <laughs> and you have quite an eclectic taste in uh, in films, Pastor. I thought you'd be sitting home watching the Clark Sisters Lifetime show or the Passion of the Christ or something like that. I told you I grew up in Richmond. That should answer it all right there. <laughs> We all had a life before we came to Christ. Amen. 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 God, God loves us all. So one yes. thing I would really like to ask you, what is your favorite scripture? What is your favorite Bible scripture? I, 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 uh, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's deep in so many levels. I, I, I live by that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, man, everybody, y'all, y'all heard the interview. The interview been dope so far. Go ahead and share, like, and subscribe. Make sure you follow Lunell on all social media platforms. And this, and make sure you go get her DVD. Make sure you, man, just go subscribe to her. Hey, Lunell. Make sure you go and get everything. Go dig up your VHS of Comic View. And go listen yeah. to her sets because just go listen to her. And and I'm just gonna say this right here in the churchy way. Listen, if you're listening to this interview right now and it's touched you in a way that you've never been touched before, I want you to get five dollars out and cash app Blue Nail right now. Your life will be changed. Cash app Blue Nail five dollars right now. Dollar sign blessed. Hey Blue Nail. Dollar sign, sign Hey Blue Nail. Lord have mercy. Look at look at look at look at God. Won't he do it? Huh? I said, look, won't he do it? That's a blessing. Thank you for that, you know. And uh, uh it's uh not necessary, but it's certainly appreciated. Listen, Amen. give and it will be given back onto you, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give onto your bosoms, no pun intended. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You better be anointed. You better be anointed. Okay. So, Miss, I have this last question. Last question would be this Do we see more of you in radio and um, interviewing um, in the future, or do you have more movies coming? Because I love oh, you interviewing, because I watched your Shaka Khan interview and I I was I was having a good time watching you and talking to Shaka Khan because y'all really was going depth. Y'all was talking about Oakland and and back in the day and and it was a dope interview and um, literally literally <laughs> right. Literally. So I, I I just wanted to ask like now that the movies are coming, I know you're probably gonna get so, so many more doors opening for the movies, but will you still balance out with radio and doing interviews online as well? I believe I will. I believe I will continue to do those interviews until I get my late night show, then that's the only place I'll be interviewing anybody, uh, probably. And um, I, uh, I, I'm, 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 I like to have the people with me, you know, the. The, the, these are great, but I'm really hoping for the day where I can have my my 
my guests right here beside me, you know, because I really like that, really enjoyed that, going to the radio stations and stuff when you go to the different cities and things like that. So I'm hoping that, you know, in the future we'll be able to get back to that. And of course, I've got a lot of stuff in my future, you know, maybe future podcasts, maybe future radio shows, but I like to talk around my mouth. So do what the Lord gave you the ability to do, you know, take them things and and, and them blessings and, 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 and use them for good and not evil. So right. yeah, you, can, you can expect to see me in more stuff for sure. And I, I got to say, I'm, I'm probably speaking for everybody watching this, but we miss you live stand-up. I know you said you'll be back in July in, in Vegas, but um, when 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 can people expect to see you live again? Because that, that's where it's at. We miss you stand-up live. Well, I actually have to uh, have knee surgery next week. And I'm going to be down doing physical therapy for about seven weeks. That's why I say nobody's going to see me till June or July. And okay. I'll be posting all that information on my Instagram and my Facebook fan page, uh, the at Lunell, once again, on Instagram, L-U-E-N-E-L-L, and on my Facebook, the official Lunell. I'm sure we'll carry all that information. But don't be looking for me until June or July. Well, we pray a speedy recovery, and I, I'll, I'll say it again. Hey, y'all, a dollar sign. Hey, Lou Nell, y'all go on and bless her. She's going to be man down for seven weeks. So we yeah. want to bless, bless the woman of God and make sure she's taken care of. Thank Amen. you. And that being said, I just want to go ahead and say thank you in the behalf of Anointed Radio for coming on. We really appreciate you spending time with us. We really appreciate you, you know, seeing that I'm from the Bay Area. I love being able to see ah. people that is from my soil. Yeah, you know, because it's it's a blessing to see great greatness come from where you come from and you're still doing great things. You got way many more blessings coming your way. I speak in the name of Jesus. Hey. Talk show will come to fruition yeah. and that a major network will pick it up because yeah. you have the power of being able to talk to people and relate with people and to really help people out and, and not to feel, have them feel like they judge or being attacked. You actually have a good genuine conversation. So I just know God's going to open that door for you and it's going to come in a way that you don't expect it. So praise God for that. And I'm going to just pray and continue praying on that for you. Same, and same here. Same here. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And if you haven't seen coming to America yet, guys, you know, get your uh, popcorn with your unsalted butter and sit back and, uh, you know, really enjoy a great family film. You know, it is a family film full of love and pride. And uh, I, I couldn't be happier. And I thank everybody who's seen it so far. Amen. Well, we thank you. And we're going to go ahead and go into a quick music break. But before we do that, because after the music break, then I'll dismiss all you guys that's watching. Um, I want you to make sure that you download the Anointed Radio app for 24-hour gospel music. When you're feeling low, when you're not feeling like you're, you're, you're yourself, man, turn on the Anointed Radio app. Because if you don't know, now you know. Because in two years... There will be no more celestial radio. It will be a digital radio, which means podcasts and digital apps like Anointed mm. Radio.
video will be what's in cars and cars in two years will no longer have antenna. So get away, get on the wave now so that you're not missing your gospel music and That's your right. stage and your Christian reggae. And you can go ahead and download the Anointed Radio app, the 24 hour gospel and add it into your car, the Apple Play or Google Play. And make sure that you follow us to be able to see who else we're going to have on the show. Great interviews just like this. And uh, make sure you go follow us on the podcast platform where this interview will be played on Sunday. Um, and you will be able to hear us on all podcast platforms except Title. Because Jay-Z be hating. Jay-Z be hating. I'm going to say it until you put me on there. Listen. Hey. Jay-Z be hating, but we love you, Beyonce. We praying for yours. <laughs> yeah, that part. So with that being said, I, I just want everybody to know, stay encouraged. And it is true. If you need help, there's so many people in this pandemic, and the pandemic is still happening, that is having a lot of mental issues. A lot mm. of pastor is not equipped to be able to give you the tools. They could, he could guide your spirit, but the things in your mind you're going to need to get tools for. And that's why there's a lot of people that's therapists to be able to help you. I know in the that's community, cool. they have looked down at it for a long time, but guess what? It's, if you don't see the change, you got to be the change. So yeah. go and help yourself so you can be able to help others. So mental awareness Oh, and I forgot to say some birthday happy, uh, birthday shout outs to us, our, our Las Vegas folks. Happy birthday to Simi So Real, another great woman of God. Hey, Simi, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Simi. Happy birthday to Latasha McCall, great singer here in Las Vegas that sings at all the events and be tearing it down. So happy birthday. Um, I hope you enjoy your birthday today. And happy. Well, my birthday is on, um, on March the 12th. Happy yes. birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my birthday. Let me see my flowers. Look, my birthday is on the 12th. And I'm already getting it. Look, and I already got it. I already got a little present. Oh. So happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to yeah. you, Lanelle. Happy birthday. Yeah. So make sure on her birthday on the 12th that everybody just flood her social media and everything and just be like, happy birthday. Just happy birthday to you. Just don't already. On I mean, all that. Just do all the extraness. You know, no, send me the 50 cent version. That's the one I like. Go, Shorty, it's your birthday. <laughs> That's my just just tap into her cash app. Just <laughs> well, tap into the cash app. Yeah, this is a, that's a great birthday gift. So she can be able to take herself out and go get something great to eat and yes. enjoy herself. So with that being said, everybody, love y'all. We're going to go ahead with an oldie but goodie. Um, God's got a blessing with your name on it. And we'll see you next week. Bye, y'all. Peace. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Makes no difference what you're going through. You're going to make it. God's gonna see you through. Hold your head up, put a smile on your face. This is another test. Get in for now, always. So get ready for your blessing. Get ready for your miracle.
you've been hurting deep down inside. Let me encourage you, it's gonna be alright. Troubles and trials are to make you strong. Keep on believing, you keep holding on. Get ready, get ready for your blessing. God's got a blessing. Everybody say that with me. God's got a blessing. If you really believe it, God's got a blessing. Come on. God's got a blessing. Come on. God's got a blessing. God's got a blessing. God's got a blessing. With your name on it. God's got a blessing. Everybody. God's got a blessing. You say God's got a blessing. Come on. Everybody say God's got a blessing. Come on, Jay. God's got a blessing. God's got a blessing. God's got a blessing. With your name on it. God's got a blessing. God's got a blessing. God's got a blessing. God's got a blessing. How about you? With my name on it. 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 With my name on it.
Please send me the strength to be, I pray. Ignite a fire within my soul. Lead me there and I will go. I submit to your will and your way. All storms will be out of rain. The pain will fade away. All storms will be out of rain. All my tears will wipe away. I got my eyes on you. Nothing's hard for you. Keep my eyes on you. Nothing is too hard for you. My friends, give me a song. Show me my heart. Long for your love. Renew my friends. Give me a song. Show you my heart. Long for your love. Lord, increase your perfect peace in me. Help me see the truth in you. I need to have you near. I need to have you near. Ignite a fire within my soul. Leave me there and I will go. I submit to your will and your way. All storms will out the pain will fade away. All storms run out of All my tears will fade away. I got my eyes on you. Nothing's hard for you. I keep my eyes on you. Nothing is too hard for you. My friends, give me a song. Show you my heart longs for your love. Renew my praise. Give me a song. Show you my heart longs for your love. God, give me peace. God, give me joy. Lord, renew my strength. God give me peace. peace. God give me joy. Joy. Lord, renew my faith. God give me peace. God give me joy. Lord, renew my strength. God give me peace. God give me joy, Lord renew my faith. Renew my praise. Give me the song. I hear you calling me, calling your spirit, drawing me. Good and bad and joy. The same time, same time. confused, I don't understand. I don't do everything wrong. 